are listening to Harley with your host, Gary Allen. <clears throat> okay, alrighty, get this set up a going. Um, hold up, y'all. I'm just trying to get things in order. Why did I even start recording if I wasn't even all the way ready? Okay, um, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Harley Podcast. Uh, right now, it's technically good morning and good night. It's um almost 5 in the morning. It's 4.52, and I, it's Saturday. Um, This podcast is actually going to be going up in just a few hours and um yeah i was supposed to be doing this earlier not too much earlier just a few more hours earlier like one or twelve um but i ended up talking to my brother for a large portion of that time stuff that could have been discussed on the podcast let me just say dorian i'm talking to you um i don't know people people tend to not want to be on my podcast and I don't know. I guess it's just because of the people that I'm around that I'm surrounded by are like, you know, they're not into stuff like this. And, you know, they probably don't 100 percent get it. Um, I know for a fact a lot of them don't. So, you know, that's understandable. You know, I don't really you know, it doesn't bother me too, too much. I mean, that they don't want to do it. But it does bother me to a certain extent that, you know, I don't have anybody to talk to on here. I've said it before. Y'all y'all know. It's hard to make these podcasts, you know, well, I guess it hasn't been because honestly, I feel like I've been, you know, pumping out over hours of podcasts when typically I always just aim for it to be an hour. I think that I go overboard a lot (laughs) nowadays, but overall, it is hard to keep conversation going. Um, Believe it or not, I don't just like to hear my own voice. I don't like to hear myself talk. I mean, I do like to, you know, voice my opinions and stuff like that, but Overall, I would rather be talking to somebody and I wish that I would that I was like, honestly, like if you I don't know, nobody really cares too much about the podcast to ever actually want to be like on it. But if you ever wanted to be on the podcast, um, if we could figure out some way to to get that going, even I don't know, I actually don't know how it will work. I think that's really, really complicated for something that's not as complicated that's like simple as as anchor is anchor is very very simple to the point where it's very limiting um i can't edit my audio like how i would like to um on here i just record and you know i hit the, then they always cut me off at the 30 minute mark and then i'm just that's it like you, you can't go no farther than that that's it <laughs> um i think that like there may be a little bit that you can do, but not much. So I don't know. It's very, very limiting, but I would like to, I mean, I do have a voice messages um, thing that I can like send to people. You know, I got a link to where you can send your voice message if you would like to send me something there and then I could listen to it and respond to it, you know? But um, besides that, I don't think there's any other way that I could really do it. I would have to like start to record my audio and like uh like some type of software setting and then like you know record your audio as well if you're not here that is and then you know edit them together which i can't do i used to do all the time um on imovie see that's the thing i don't know like 
first of all, let me just say Apple is such like Apple products and stuff. They really, really are very helpful when it comes to trying to help you, whether it be making music, making movies, um, even drawing and illustrating. Like Apple is, in my opinion, is like the products to get if you are trying to, you know, if you're an artist and you're trying to make something out of, you know, the very limited, you know, resources that you have. Like, Apple just has so many different things at their disposal. I feel like there's so many different, like, ways you can, like, manipulate Apple to just, like, work at your favor, whether it be certain type of, like, editing things, ideas and stuff that you have. I don't know. I just feel like you can be very innovative with, with Apple products as well. But anyway... With my old podcast, I used to edit them on iMovie. See, this is one of the ways that it was like, you know, Apple was so awesome. Is like they allowed me to be able to, they allowed me to edit on um, iMovie. And like I could do so much with, you know, recording videos regularly as well. But also with recording my podcast, I was able to, to do that as well. And one thing that I did with <clears throat> kind of switching over uh, with my podcast in the past is I used to make little shorts, which, I to be completely honest, one of the main reasons why I don't do it now is because only because I don't have that at my disposal anymore. Technically, I do. You know, I could use my... I still have my old mic that I have. I still got my phone and iMovie and stuff. I could piece together, you know, a podcast, but I wouldn't be able... I still haven't figured out how I could upload, you know... um other audios onto i uh, onto anchor i haven't figured that out yet it seems very difficult but also like just editing in general back then was like so tiring like being on iMovie with it like having very very limited resources though i said they are awesome like they are they're limiting in their own ways as well and it's also extremely time consuming and it was just very very difficult as opposed to now where i can like i have like a better mic i have an audio interface in my computer and stuff i can sit down and i can just record and i can just start talking you know what i'm saying like that's where anchor really is awesome too is you could just sit down and start recording another thing another thing um what that makes anchor so awesome just to show my more my appreciation for anchor is before anchor i did not know how i was going to be able to upload podcasts onto actual podcast platforms like i uploaded i just you know started uploading my podcast on youtube like that was it and and because i remember i tried to use i forgot what they call these websites but it was it's a requirement basically for you to have like some type of um what like parent company or some shit that that your podcast belongs to in order to get onto other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and whatnot. And the problem was is that all of these platforms that you had to belong to, they made you they charged you in some form or fashion. Like in order for you to make full full podcasts, you would have to come out of some money, which is just fucked up. It's just honestly it's just messed up and it's just another way that people take advantage of of you you know and your passions and it was this one thing i used to use called podbean and i think they only gave me like a couple of minutes maybe 45 minutes or an hour or so of me being able to record a podcast like 
that's all I had was maybe an hour or maybe even a few hours. Overall, I didn't have very long. Like you see my my podcast now are like an hour. The last one was just an hour and 40 minutes. They go over an hour easily, you know, like, and I only had maybe an hour of free uh, podcast recording time. And then I was done and I would have to start paying, you know, and that really, really sucks. But but Anchor is completely free. It's completely free. And you you have everything is legit. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on um I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor and I'm on another podcast website. And overall it's just like everything it, it's free now. It, like you're not limited, you know? And I just think that's really, really awesome because I would consider this podcast a passion. Like I love making these podcast episodes. I love recording my podcast. It's just fun to just have a show. Like I, at the end of the day, I have a show. That is what this is. Harley with Gary Allen. This is the Harley show with your host, Gary Allen. And it's fun to be able to do that. It's fun to not be limited. I can talk about whatever I want. The, the show can look however I want. And I have nothing in my way to stop me from that. So I really do appreciate Anchor when it comes to that. Like they they really do make things so much easier. They give you so much power and, you know, so much ability ability to, you know, carry out your creative uh vision. Hold on, let me take a drink real quick. I think one of the main reasons why I keep doing that is because not because I'm drinking in the middle, which I'm about to right now, but because like this lemonade that I'm drinking, I feel like it's like having my tongue like I don't know, starch, I think, or part, I don't know. Strong. But <laughs> but anyway, um how is everybody doing? Um I'm sitting here, I'm comfortable. You know, I got this cover around me. It's kind of late. It's super late. It's so late that it's early. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm really just chilling. This is more of a chill podcast, I guess, even though I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not a lot, but then somewhat I do got a lot. Um, I wrote down some things and I wish I could remember everything. I feel like I'm forgetting something very important that I wanted to talk about, but I ended up, and I ended up forgetting about it because I was on the phone with my brother for so long. But, um, yeah, I think I first of all I want to get a little bit explicit in this episode. Um I don't imagine, you know, many kids are listening to this anyway, but um I don't know. I'm going to be talking about um sexual things. I'm going to be talking about um LGBT matters. You know, I'm going to be giving, you know, a couple of thoughts and things that I've been going through on that. So if you're uncomfortable with that, I advise you to not listen ahead because um, things are going to get explicit. There is an E on this episode, and that's because this episode is an explicit one. So, um, yeah, that's what the E stands for on like Apple Podcasts and stuff is like or I think it's on everyone is E stands for explicit. But um. Uh, okay, with that being said, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to segue into all of these. Like, should I do this one last? First of all, I just want to say that it's actually kind of hard to to say. I mean, even not as hard as it used to be, but I can still feel a little bit of anxiety flaring up in me 
you know, when it comes to talking about, you know, things that have to do with my sexuality. I don't talk about those things too often. <clears throat> I feel like I'm out. First of all, I am in a fucking um, environment surrounded by homophobes. Like that's one of the main reasons why it's very difficult for me to talk about is because I don't have anyone to talk about it to, to get used to talking about it. And, and then also if I try to talk about it to some people, I make people uncomfortable. Like, you know, they don't, people don't know how to handle it around here. And, you know, that's really disappointing because I feel like having a, you know, LGBT person to talk to would really, it would really do some good for me mentally, you know, not saying like that, like I'm like going through something I like, you know, am feeling like some type of way, but you know, to a certain extent I am like, I'm all right. It's just that talking to somebody, a part of the same community as me more often would be like, I think it would be very nice. But with that being said, it's it's difficult. It's difficult for me to to talk about these things even now because I'm not too a hundred percent used to it yet. And even though I can talk about LGBT matters and I can say stuff about me being a part of the LGBT community, being a bisexual man, like even I can say those things easily. But I don't think I go too much into detail when it comes to like actual sexual things and, and stuff like that. And one of the main reasons is because I really don't want to. Like, I don't want to get too, too much into detail when it comes to things like that. I don't want to get too, too personal, except for in this episode. And maybe in some episodes in the future, but I don't think that this would be something that I do too often. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, with that being said, just take a breather because it is, you know, it is giving me anxiety and I kind of feel my body shaking a little bit but i went to the sex shop um yesterday it was yesterday or no not yesterday it was the day before yesterday i don't remember in in the last few days i went to the sex shop and i was i was i've been meaning to go there for a while well not a while but like you know a, a decent amount of time because i wanted to i wanted to finally learned because I've always had this goal or not this goal but I guess it's a goal I've always wanted to be verse that is always how I wanted to be I feel like you know first in terms of how I feel sexually like I feel both and probably I equally as strongly I feel the urge to be a top and a bottom like I feel like I can top and I feel like I can bottom. I don't know how how where I how much more detail. I guess you know, I just feel like I I equally feel like I can do both and that I want to do both. I get aroused by being in both situations. And so with that, I feel like you know, I, you can easily be a top, you know what I'm saying? It's not very hard to to do it because you know, that's just what you have that's what you know, you're naturally supposed to do. But um, being a bottom is not very, it's not, it's not as easy. I feel like it's really, really hard, actually. And I was kind of, I just had these concerns of like, you know, will it hurt? And, um, you know, the disease problem, even though, you know, even top have, you know, that disease problem and whatnot. But um, I don't know, it's just something about being, you know, 
in the bottom position, like things going inside you, you know, and I, it's just something is literally going inside your body that gets me like paranoid and anxious. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been called a hypochondriac. I am somebody who definitely is paranoid a lot about a lot of things. So I'm definitely paranoid about my health all the time. And I've seen, you know, um, I've, I've looked at research, research things. You can just hear the shakiness in my voice, how uncomfortable this is making me. But I've researched things talking about, um, you know, how to properly, you know, do it, how to properly bottom, how to properly annually douche and things like that. And it's very it's really scary, especially when they start to talk about like diseases and stuff like that. And I'm still trying to make sense of that. You know, I think that um, if I, I'm just telling myself that, you know, it's, it, they mainly are just talking about, you know, the situations that are like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you have any open wounds and stuff like maybe like cuts and stuff or if the person that you're having sex with, you, you know, that they have um, some type of disease or, you know, or like how they say, like the lining. I read somewhere that the lining inside uh, inside you can like be messed up that could give you like um intestinal issues or things of that nature um they all worry me and i try to tell myself you know that that's probably just those situations being you know those situations if you know about those situations that you need to know how to prepare for them but it you know the way people make it seem or at least the way that i take it when i read is you know it's like having anal sex is just like something that you know it it just if you're not careful like disease can just just naturally come out of it and is that true or not I don't know you know I would need to do a little bit more research if you know then let me know like if you clean if you clean properly can you can you have like you know without using a condom I mean unprotected anal sex, you know, without, you know, the risk of having a disease. And I'm, I'm a person who looks to want to do that with one partner. Personally, for me, I will never bottom for anybody, just like, just anybody. I'm, I, I won't say never, you know, I don't know the situations. I don't know how, you know, things may fare, but nine times out of 10, I don't see myself ever bottoming for, um, for any, well, <laughs> uh, no i really don't though i really don't see myself bottoming for somebody that i don't know that's not for somebody that i just met or anything like that or somebody that i really don't like i feel like personally for me bottoming is for is like it's something very vulnerable i think that me personally you know, I, me bottoming for you, I will be very, I will be in a very vulnerable position. And in order for me to ever be, you know, comfortably that vulnerable with somebody, I would need to be in a relationship with them already. I would need to feel comfortable enough with them that I won't be judged or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So that's my situation personally. So with that being said, like, is it, are you still able to like somehow make up a disease when you're having anal sex with your partner that you like, you're not cheating on each other or anything like you, neither one of you have diseases from the get go. And you know, y'all are having sex with one another and that's it. Like can a disease, uh, can a disease come from that? 
uh, answer me, answer me in the, you know, wherever you can answer me. I, I really appreciate it. You can go to Gary Allen and DM me too. Like, you know, if you, if you can really give me answers and stuff like that, I really appreciate it. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, talking about, I mean, like reading those things, it really, really has me paranoid. Like I really was like fearful of that, but, um, I kind of, I'm losing my track here. Anyway, I went to the sex shop and, you know, I wanted to get a, a few items, something that would, with all of that being said, I wanted to get something to kind of, since I wanted to be verse, um, I wanted to try to like practice, you know, bottom end of stuff. So, um, I needed something to do that. I needed like, you know, lubricants. I needed a dildo or whatever I could use, you know, from the sex shop that obviously ideally a dildo. Um, and I also wanted a vibrator or like, or, or some type of vibrating mechanism if I needed it to, to make sure, you know, like my, to relax my muscles in case things got too tight. Cause I just, my main concern even more so over the like, you know, dangers of disease and stuff like that, especially because I wasn't, you know, having sex with anybody right at this moment was, you know, the pain. Like I was very, very concerned for the pain. And so I, I needed something like that, like some type of vibration to relax my muscles. And so I got that. I got those things. I got lubricant. I got a dildo and like this vibrator thing that came with it. I also got this like, um, this like fuckable ass thing. It's like a flashlight. I thought that it would be bigger. I thought that it would, for some reason, I thought that it would be life size or something like that, but it really wasn't. It was really small, but it got like a, a butt and a penis and stuff on it. It's kind of like a, just a regular flashlight. And I used it. It's all right. It's actually pretty good. But, um, and that's the one that was easiest to use because like, like I said, topping is easy, but I got this, um, I got the dildo and stuff like that, and it I didn't use it at first because like I t- it took me a day because I was just a little bit scared. It's something that's kind of nerve wracking, and then also like that I don't know if it's true, but like you know you you douching and stuff also got that a doucher uh, like a little doucher top. Um, I didn't know how to properly do that either, and it was just really concerning of like, am I gonna mess up my fucking intestines or something like that? But anyway, um, this is really gonna get explicit, so fair warning from here on out but um i i i used the anal deuce thing and the way that that worked first of all i wasn't even 100 percent sure if i had got it in, even in there let alone enough and it took me like i literally was in there trying to like shoot the water <clears throat> excuse me um I, <laughs> just to top it off i burp but just to top off the grossness but I tried to put it in there and I used this water bottle. And first of all, the, 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 um, top thing that I was using, it didn't come with like a bottom thing. So I had to like connect it to a water bottle and the water bottle was, did not fit. So that kept coming off and stuff like that. But anyway, besides that, like difficult process of even doing it, like, um, out of like the 15, 20 times that I, you know, shot something up there, it was only two times that I felt like it actually comfortably like got up there, which actually, honestly, two times that I know for a fact that I actually really did get up there. And, um, you know, I shot it out and um, and like it was for the most part clear. Besides, like, you know, the first time 
The second time it was pretty much, even the first time it was pretty clear. And then the first, the second time it was clear as well. So I was like, you know, okay, I feel comfortable enough to go. Obviously, by the way, let me just say, if you're listening to this, you know, thinking about, you know, you need some advice or something like that. First of all, this is my first time and I just did it today. So, you know, I'm not very, very informative, but you can listen to my experience. I did lubricate it, obviously, before. And, um, you know, it seemed that things seemed pretty legit, especially, you know, afterward, you know, after I like got the actual dildo itself in um, that it was pretty clean, you know, not pretty clean. I didn't see anything dirty about it. But, um, yeah, so I finished the introduction, which was probably the most difficult process, because after I got done with that, I went and got the dildo and stuff and. You know, I got the lubricant and I didn't need the vibration thing. Like, honestly, I, I mean, maybe it's because I went slow or I don't know, but it it didn't hurt at all. Like it personally for me, this is my situation. I don't know about y'all. Um, I think that one of the main things, one uh, main reasons why I probably didn't hurt was because I was like fully relaxed. So that was probably one of the main reasons I, I, I'm i by myself. I'm, I'm not like, you know, with anybody. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not tense. And I just got this thing and I'm just trying to practice for myself. I'm well looped up. I'm clean. I'm comfortable. And yeah, like it just it just did not hurt. It was just like it just went in. I went slowly. And next thing you know, it just was all the way in. And it was it's weird. It like. It's weird because you would think that it feels different from, like, you know, having to shit, but it doesn't. Like, first of all, I didn't even know. I don't know. It's weird to describe how I felt. I didn't even know when it was out, when it was out. Like, I thought, like, I was, as I was pulling it out, I thought that it was out, but it wasn't out. And then I pulled it all the way out, and then I knew it was out. It's weird. Like, it was a point where I didn't, where I wasn't 100% sure if it was out or not. And then also it just feels like you're like, at least for me, it just feels like, you know, I'm taking a shit, but maybe over time, you know, I can't, you know, I, it may feel different. The one of the main things that I was wanting was to feel pleasure from it. Like, you know, I am a male. I pretty sure I have a prostate and I'm thinking like, you know, can I come from this? But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come from it. Um, and I don't know, they're just, just, I don't know. I was, I was kind of disappointed with that one right there. I'm thinking like, because I mean, obviously maybe it's just because it wasn't big enough. I also didn't get that big of a deal though. It was, you know, it it wasn't super duper big. It was, it was all right. And because I wanted something like easier to manage, but I don't like, damn though. Like how big does it have to be? to be able to hit your prostate. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> but yeah, with that, you know, it was our, it was an all right experience. I'm still a little bit paranoid about my intestines and stuff like that. Even though this is my first time fucking douching, I'm sure I'm fine. Especially if people do this regularly as, and with tap water and stuff like that. Like I'm sure I'm fine for my first time. Um, but it was, it wasn't a bad experience. Like I came out of it like just like regular, you know. It was all right. Like I, I do it again. Um, but personally, I don't think I'll do it anytime soon. Because, first of all, I guess one of the I feel like I would be doing it all the time if I got pleasure from it. But like, disappointingly enough, I fucking didn't. 
so with that i just don't see no reason for me to be to be doing it and then also on top of that like in turn with people like i said before i'm not going to be just doing it with anybody so i don't really see myself you know having anything inserted penetrating me for a while now maybe every blue moon i may like whip out the the old dildo and try to try it again or something like that or maybe even get a newer bigger one to try to try again maybe and um and see how things fare but overall i don't see myself doing it too often i kind of like you know just came from the conclusion like okay i practiced i got this and i got it all the way into like you know this is like this is all right like i i managed to do this first time i think i did pretty good now to put it up and put it away for the next millennia who knows until i ever use it again you know what i'm saying but i think that i did a, a pretty good job i think that it was all right and actually with the sex shop experience funny enough is when i was there um it, it's weird because maybe it's because the way i look and, and you know the way that i talk and the way that i act you know i i do think of myself as straight passing which you know you know i don't really care about i guess you know it's like okay i guess i am but and but maybe it's that you know and then and then the things that i was asking for and, and you know at, and looking around that that like kind of probably made the dude uncomfortable or like but you would think that in a sex shop like anything goes he probably wouldn't be super duper uncomfortable but he was clearly kind of like taken back for some reason i'm just like I think I do a good job at um, concealing my my anxiety and my uncomfortableness because, I, I mean, I kind of know I do a good job. Like, I kind of do it on purpose, I, the way I talk or the way I act and stuff like that. But if you look closely, like, you can see me shaking, like, in reality, like, specifically my hands. My hands shake. Like, I, I was looking at my hands and I was thinking, like, oh, my God, I hope you don't notice my hands shaking because that would be so embarrassing. But, like, the way I was talking and stuff, like, it's kind of like how I'm talking now. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like I'm fine. I'm regular. But in reality, I was kind of like, Oh my God, this is like really nerve wracking. But, um, yeah, though, like with what I was asking for and stuff, he kind of like just kept like taking moments to like, you know, uncomfortably chuckle or something like that. Or like, you know, he just couldn't stop smiling and, and like looking uncomfortable. And I was just like, I mean, come on now, like, this is a sex store, like, what do you expect, you know, this, these type of things happen, I mean, I, I would expect you to see, okay, I was rudely interrupted there, I didn't realize that I had got caught off and went on for a little bit of a while, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, though, like, you, like, what do you expect, my guy, like, this is, this is a sex store, you know, like, I don't, don't you think that this would be normal and like my situation was not very drastic either either it's not like i was like looking for like a blow-up sex doll or some shit and like excuse me i was like this like i don't know like i don't know what would be weird <laughs> to fucking be inside a sex shop like i think that a sex shop itself is kind of weird if you really i mean it's not weird at all but like at the same time like it's kind of weird so I don't know, that doesn't really make sense, but you get what I'm saying, like, it's not very normal to, to, like, be, it's not normal in society and, like, publicly to be, you know, very open about sex and stuff like that, so to be in a place that is open about sex, it's abnormal, so therefore, like, I say that it's weird, but I say that it's not weird in the sense that sex is completely normal. Either way, you know, 
you would expect, you know, some type of um, other sides of people, you know, to be to be brought there or, you know, the regular sides. But like, you know, people, the dominant sides of them being that way. And then they since it is their dominant size, you know, that's how they present. That's how they talk and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, more prominent either way. I don't know. Like. I don't even know where I was going with this because I got really interrupted. So I just like, you know, I took my little drink break, ate my strawberry shortcake and fucking like I kind of lost track. Um, oh, um, oh yeah, I was just basically just talking about like how they were and they were super nice. I love them. I, I really like those people, the two people that were there to um to help me. But um yeah, I don't know. They just seemed like they were kind of taken back by the fact that they saw my big ass, you know walking around asking for dildos and uh, even though I never like straight up said that it was for me it was pretty obvious I was making it seem like it was for me and um I was like you know just me looking for dildos and then like uh, a flashlight thing was shaped like a button penis and stuff it's like oh go (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway though um yeah I think that overall, the main thing that I wanted to talk about with this is my, um, like my practicing of like anal sex and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's because I did something wrong. Like, is it, I mean, I, I got the dildo all the way up there, but like, did I like, was the thing not big enough to reach a certain point or like a, a normal point that penis is normally hit and that's what made it hurt or like, or um and also like that I douche properly that's one thing I think I did but I need a confirmation that I did also if I douche all the time does that mess up my like intestines or anything like that because if it does I think that's definitely going to weigh on how often I buy them for people um even though I already like got set in stone you know how when and how I'm going to buy them for people anyway but also um uh, you know, when it comes to diseases and things of that nature, can diseases come from just regular, you know, no disease, you know, um, monogamous, I think that's the right one. Hey Siri, define monogamous. Sorry, I am using an Apple computer as well, so it kind of got cut off there when I said, you know, HS. I don't want to say it again and then summon him. But, um, yeah, so monogamous monogamous relationships and stuff like that. Like, can, um, can disease be made from that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I definitely think that's kind of ridiculous. But it's a lot of things that I, I know are ridiculous that I still get super duper paranoid about and I just can't help myself. Well, not super duper paranoid. I don't think I'm not like, I don't know. My paranoia isn't like super duper. I don't know. I don't know what, what, how the levels would even be measured. I feel like, you know, the extreme measure is like, you know, people thinking that people are coming after you and stuff like that. But I don't think it's that. I don't think it's like any, a mental health issue. I just think that I'm like, you know, extremely or not extremely, but I think I'm paranoid when it comes to like people stealing my stuff and like, you know, am I completely healthy things that I'm like ignorant about, like, you know, the 
that concerns my well-being, I guess, even though I guess that's what those things are as well. But like, I don't know, you know, just, you know, I've, I've lived in an environment where I can't all the way trust everybody. So that's one thing, making sure nobody steals from me all the time. And then I don't really know where like my hypochondria comes from. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just a hypochondriac. You know, I'm always, I'm always scared that like I'm unhealthy in some sort of way. <laughs> I'm not always scared, but like it is something that like comes up like, because I can't be the only one who like feels like little things with their body and, and it like scares them. Like, my muscle spasms and for a while I didn't know what those were and I still don't even know like the the level of seriousness that muscle spasms even are and if my muscle spasms are even really muscle spasms um I'm trying to think of something else uh I don't know I, I felt for a while I felt like weird pains in my chest or not even just in my chest but in parts around my body like weird sharp pains and it's like I can't be the only one who feel these things like I know that something has to be up because nobody just feels pains all the time do they like is that just something that just happens I feel like it's just little things that just happen with my body that I just be like this isn't normal and you know you know, my parents and like people around me, like, you know, be saying I'm overreacting and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, I'd be all right. But it's just like these, these, st- these things still were out of the norm, uh, like out of the norm, like, and I'm concerned. But, um, yeah, oh, besides that, I don't think I'm, I'm super duper paranoid, but I want to change the subject really quickly. But I'm like, oh my God, I am getting tired, y'all. Like, sheesh. <laughs> I am tired. And let me know um if that made you uncomfortable this that entire segment. I mean, honestly don't. Don't let me know. I mean, let me know but like only if you got positive things to say or like constructive criticism if you didn't like it but you want to cr- criticize it constructively, let me know. Um because overall number one, I don't want to hear like unnecessary negativity, but also is this is like my show i kind of want to talk about whatever i want to talk about and even though this is something that i won't be talking about all the time when i want to talk about it i want to talk about it you know what i'm saying like i don't want this to be something that i can't that like you know i'm just made to feel you know like i can't talk about because i am the one who dictates this what goes on with this show and it's supposed to be stuff that has to do with me so i i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it and I don't want to sound like an asshole when I say that, but it's just like, that's just how it is. That's just the way it's going to have to be. Excuse me. And I feel like there's really no other way that I can come off. <laughs> like, I can't come off on it any other way besides an asshole when I'm saying that. But anyway, um, I made a very big purchase um, the other day. And mind you, this is all during the time where I'm I'm trying to get my house and um, and fix it up and things like that, which I don't know if I talked about it already, but I went there. I think I did. I went there and I saw it. It was amazing. But um, yeah, like I'm trying to get this house and stuff. And, you know, I kind of need all the money that I can get. But one thing that I really have that I really have been, you know, wanting to get and kind of semi have been needing in order for penny street is an ipad or some type of drawing um device 
And you know, I, I got it basically. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to like you know go into more detail about that. I've really been needing that to draw and release more comment content and you know I wanted to start releasing little comics and stuff like that and as well as like increasing my skills in drawing I think that would be able to help me drastically if I became I think I'm I think I digital art is is my thing I think that that's what you know was calling to me and you know I'm I bought it I wasn't going to I was going to wait months to get an iPad and because I wanted to start fixing up my house and stuff, I didn't want to like spend money recklessly. I was going to wait months to get an iPad and and once my house was finished and start working on that. But I ordered one and I got one now. It's not here yet, but the uh, the case and the pen are, but it itself is not here yet. And that really, it really made me anxious. Like I, because it's just such a big purchase. I, I got a 2018 one, and um, in total, uh, with the case, the iPad, and the pen itself, it was like $750, and that's that's a lot of money. I mean, there may be less for some people than, like, you know, what you would expect, but, like, that was a lot of money. It really was, and it just is, like, $700, like, to see something like that inside my bank account, you know, it's just like it really does like give me anxiety. I don't know what it is. Like it's just gosh, like that all of that money just gone. You know, I kind of need this money to save up. Well, I don't kind of. I need this money to save up and stuff. That's another thing is I have a hard time saving up. Am I the only one? Like money really does go so easily. Like it really does. Like you, you can spend a dollar and then next thing you know, you spent $10 and then next thing you know, you spent a hundred. It's like, and I'm not saying I, 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 that's, and that's what's funny too, is that I don't go out and spend money super often. I don't spend money very often, but I guess I do because I find myself, you know, with money gone, (laughs) like money just is money is just spent. I do DoorDash and stuff frequently, um, and that's kind of like, you know, they are, DoorDash itself is, like, really expensive, but, like, even so, I don't do it that much to the point where, like, it's just, like, depleting my fucking bank account, and my bank account doesn't, like, be, it's not depleted all the way like that anyway, but it's just still, I just feel like the money can be there, and it can go away, like, just as quickly as it came. It's crazy, and it just really makes you think about you know, your work, like, you work like a dog, day and night, no, but you you work, though, and you work very, very hard, and all of, like, all of this hard work, hours put into a day, and then the money that you made in that day can be spent on something so quickly, so small, like, a hundred dollars you made from day hours upon hours of working you made a hundred dollars and you can spend that all in one trip to a fucking to out to eat or to a movie or both like that doesn't add up like does it to y'all that i just don't think that adds up i feel like with that much time and effort put into something you should be able to reap greater rewards or 
equal to or greater rewards. Like the this many hours put into into working in this factory, I want to be able to to you know afford food for like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to how to measure that. Or right, like I I want to be able to eat for hours and like relax and dine somewhere for for just as many hours like as as hard as I worked equivalently, you know, I want to relax, you know, and like have luxury if that makes, you know, if that does make any type of sense. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know money really just does just it just goes. But where was I even going with that, Lord? Oh, yeah. um, The iPad. I got the... I ordered the iPad. And I'm going to be able to start, um, like, drawing. And you will be able to see my characters from my point of view. Like, how I view them. And, first of all, that's definitely going to take some time. Like, my characters... I feel like Valentina is more um, like I kind of got her look down pat. But even with her, I don't all the way like facially, structurally and stuff like that. You know, but baby is baby mainly is what I'm thinking of is like, I don't know how I'm going to get. I don't know how he's going to 100 percent look like what will be his mainstay look, which you know, physically, I like, you know, I know his clothes, how they look. I'm going to add like this, like, you know, creamy white turtleneck and stuff like that as well. But like um, if facially, structurally, like how would he look? But then again, I think that that doesn't really even matter because, you know, overall, the whole point at the end of the day is for you to see these characters through different people's point of view. Maybe it does matter a little bit because like, you know, you would want to see the original but what really matters though is seeing it from different people's point of view you know that's the main thing that's important you know um excuse me oh my god i keep burping jesus excuse me people but um yeah that that is the main thing and that's the one thing that that's the main thing that i love like to see other people's interpretations of, of the characters is awesome. You know, so far, I've really only seen like, you know, two confirmed, you know, variations that, that I did see somebody's fan art that somebody sent me one time that fucking warmed my heart. It was awesome. I was like, wow. Like, and then it was super early on, too. It was like, wow, I'm inspiring people. Like, it just was like, really, the the response from the beginning, y'all, was fucking amazing like i loved i was so happy i was so happy and just thinking on it gives me a good feeling but yeah like i haven't seen too many variations and like you know and uh not fan arts but um i haven't seen too many different versions of the characters just yet but i can imagine them especially you know looking through other people's art styles and stuff like that and just the feeling of imagining them uh, and seeing, you know, my characters in different, you know, basically different fonts. If you want, like, you know, going down the TikTok route, um, it 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 really does bring a good feeling to me, and I just really just I just really can't wait to do that. But with that being said, though, me getting this, um, me getting this this tablet, I'm gonna be able to start drawing stuff myself, and I want to start releasing little comics. And I think that, first of all, I don't 
I mean, it's comics are probably going to eventually come out of Penny Street, like physical comics and stuff like that. But, you know, I would like, I don't want too many to come out because I think the main thing, I know for a fact, the main thing that's supposed to be about Penny Street is the clothing. That is what Penny Street is. Penny Street is about the clothing. It's not about the comic books itself, even though these are supposed to be, you know, comic book or a cartoon and animation and things of that nature type characters you know it's supposed to be you know Marilyn Monroe as well she's not like you know cartoon or animation or anything like that or but she is art in, in a form but yeah like it's it's not supposed to be about comics it's supposed to be about it's supposed to be about clothes like the main vision is is clothing it's supposed to be a clothing for comic book lovers and artists to rep like when you see when you see nike you think of sports when you see adidas you think of sports um let me see what's another clothing brand (laughs) um when you see supreme you think of luxury i feel like when you see louis vuitton and and um louis vuitton and gucci you think of luxury all of these things you think of fashion but like you know I, I for some reason like gucci and louis vuitton the forefront of my mind was like fashion but i guess high fashion if you really want to specify with them you think of high fashion and you think of luxury when you think of those with penny street with the clothing at least you think of art you think of artists this is what artists wear this is what comic book lovers wear you know from the emblem from the logos and stuff like that that's all what that means and um yeah i just don't want i don't want penny street to to become like at least not penny street itself because penny street will have a branch of comic books you know it's mainly i would imagine it would start off with mine start off with my comic books um you know and what i'm releasing some of that it will have a branch of comic books that will be being released but those are like different universes, different characters that I have like stored and, you know, ready to go. But, um, when it comes to Valentina, when it comes to baby, when it comes to Teddy and when it comes to the like 30 plus characters that I have for Penny Street itself, I will try my best to focus on the clothing more than the comic books and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm saying all of that to say, I guess it's good that I go on tangents because, you know, you know, this this is a podcast, but I'm saying all of that to say that I'm going to like I want to release little short comic shorts on Instagram. And I think that that doesn't interfere with what I'm what I'm trying to do, like, you know, focusing on the clothing, you know, give you a little hint of the vibe more, you know, you you get the comic book and the art vibe more and then you can also get to know my characters more you know get a get get a better understanding of their personalities and watch their personalities develop over time as well and in their looks and everything about it like you can see it all develop over time as well and all of that being accomplished while still not um overshadowing the clothing at least that's what I would. Ho- I hope that's the goal is that it doesn't overshadow the clothing and stuff like that. So getting this iPad, I think, is really going to be a game changer for me, for you, and the rest of the residents of Penny Street. Like, which I I, I had a poll. I did a poll, and um, it said that uh, hold up, 
I, I, I asked, you know, y'all that y'all like residents or neighbors more, the Penny Street residents. I asked if they like, you know, residents or neighbors, even though both of them I will be using. And, you know, surprisingly enough, most people liked residents more than they liked neighbors. I liked, I mean, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick neighbors. I liked, I liked both of them, like, a lot. But I really, I think I favored neighbors more than my favorite residents but it seemed like most people would like you know i guess they like residents more but that's okay because both of them are are going to be used either way and i also did this pop quiz i might as well talk about this pop quiz because i like doing these small fun pop quizzes um let me see here see if anybody else added you know more people added some questions i'm not sure Looks like Dorian did. Looks like he answered some stuff. Um, I said, who created the Falcon? Um, who created the Winter Soldier? Who became Captain America? First out of the two of them. Um, but Bucky Barnes or Sam Wilson, and then finally, who do you think will be Captain America in the show? And I really, first of all, I fucking love all of y'all. Like you know, interacting. Like, I love it. it. It really does warm my heart. Uh, it's just so awesome to see everybody results and stuff like that. And I just, it, it, that's just really, really cool. Like, it's just really fucking cool. And it makes me want to do these questions and stuff more. And maybe I should start doing prizes and stuff like that someday. Like, I think that would be really fun. But that's, honestly, that's all after i get the house shit honestly like that's all stuff that i'm going to be thinking about and stuff after my house is is like ready to go like i'm comfortable i no longer have to pay rent that's good that's why this house is such a big deal so many things are going is going to come out of out of me owning my own home and not having to worry about rent and having the freedom to to live on my own land like just to be because you know I I want I I still want to travel the world and travel this country, but one of the main reasons why I wanted to live in an RV was because I thought that it would be a cheaper alternative to paying rent, which I still think that it is. But you know, it was it was hard to get an RV itself. Like, how the hell could I? And I actually came close a little bit with one, but who knows if that was even a scam or not? A lot of RVs are scams and. I've tried. I've tried to get some, and they just straight up just be scams. And it's, it was just very difficult. Overall, getting the RV was very difficult. And then me learning how to drive one, which I hadn't even done, was also going to be, I'm sure, a, a somewhat of a difficult process, considering I don't even know how to drive for real in general. I'm not, I don't have my license. And it was just so many different things that, you know, really made it complicated. And even though I was dedicated to doing them, I figured out a new uh, alternative and that was getting my literal own house and working on it and, and fixing it and living in it and i'm happy i made that choice because at the end of the day i think that that's what i want more i would want to live inside a house and and feel comfortable and not like you know having to be paranoid about you know my whereabouts where i'm going to be where i'm going to live i would prefer that more so, you know, I think I'm I'm happy I'm happy with the route that I'm that I'm going down. But um yeah, pri- prizes and like, you know, the next chapter for Penny Street and like, you know, when, when I'm going to like really start deep diving into content and other ways that I can expand 
um that's definitely all gonna come i mean now too but like i know for a fact a huge brunt of it and a brunt of my passion pouring into it is going to come after i get my house and i'm living comfortably and that's why i just cannot wait because i think that's one of the main things that i've always needed is a sense of comfortability if if i had that throughout my life i would probably fucking be going crazy with with so many different things like who knows i could be in college by now you know i i was i'm a pretty intelligent kid if i do say so myself um like i wouldn't be surprised i I think i could have got if i was like you know not depressed and stressed out and overwhelmed and all of the things under the time i probably could have got a scholarship you know i probably could have you know went to a pretty good college and stuff like that i think that that was something that was like in well within my capability but it was so many different things that was just, you know, working against me to where that didn't work out, which is fine. But yeah, if I had that sense of comfortability and I would have skyrocketed. And if I have it now, I'm still, I'm I'm definitely going to skyrocket. Like it's only up from here. And that just not, that doesn't just go for me. That goes for you as well. And whatever you're doing is only 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 up from here y'all like please I, I, I promise you and we're gonna rise together you hear me you hear me we're gonna rise together but with that being said um i kind of wanted to get into the all men not all men discussion and then i wanted to get into the falcon and winter soldier but the only thing that i was really going to say about the falcon and winter soldier is i haven't watched the episode one yet i just wanted y'all to know that it came out and i'm going to be watching the episode and next week i'll talk about it but it's really awesome like i'm happy that want that um marvel didn't keep us waiting like wandavision finished and now it's falcon and the winter soldier and we in another one like the marvel stuff is not over yet like we're still gonna be we're still doing this and it's time to go like let's go and yeah i'm gonna be watching um episode one um i was i started watching it but it was like 40 something minutes and i was like doing something else i was like you know what i can't i I need to watch this in a more comfortable and in comfortable setting where i can focus on it more and um and yeah so just letting y'all know that falcon and the winter soldier is out episode one is out and um y'all should tune into that you know watch it and we'll we'll talk about it next week and um let me see here the snyder cut the Snyder Cut, I don't really got too much to say about it. I got a lot to say. I just don't know how to say it. Or, or I guess I'm just going to go into it blindly. But it was really, really cool. I, w- I was really satisfied with it, um, how they incorporated the dark side and stuff like that. And the fighting and stuff like that, that was all really, really sweet stuff. And I'm really, really awesome. I, I really, really liked the movie, but I hated the movie. And I say that I hate the movie just because the overall vision of Zack Snyder itself. Like, the movie was awesome. But I'm looking for Marvel treatment. Like, I'm looking for what Disney did for Marvel. I want, like, 10-year span, movie after movie, character development, huge conflict, overarching conflict, you know, divided through miniature conflicts, and all of it overall lead into this like huge final battle between the big bad, you know, with Marvel it was Thanos and with DC it would be Dark Side and and yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something like that. 
for DC. When is DC going to get its day? When is DC going to get the 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 same you know respect and and fucking treatment that Marvel got? <clears throat> because Marvel is fucking awesome. The the MCU is fucking awesome. Like it makes me want to cry. Like oh my gosh, I like I've said before, I'm so grateful to have been a part of this era to be able to witness this with other people like history was being made with these movies. Like this is some of the greatest filmmaking to ever exist. And I can say that for a fact, you can't tell me that this isn't some of the greatest filmmaking that, that has ever existed. It's amazing. And I wish DC would get that same treatment. Like, I don't like this dark gritty Superman, Batman one where like justice league is not supposed to be dark like that. Like, Where's the color? Where's where's the vibrancy, if that's even a word? Like, where is every? Where is like the brightness? Obviously, you know there can be dark moments, and there are dark characters, and there can be separate dark movies and stuff like that. But when it comes to the Justice League as the, as a whole, like the Justice League isn't like super duper dark like this. I also don't like Aquaman. I don't. I mean, I love Jason Momoa. I think he's awesome. But I don't like him as Aquaman. I like the regal, proud king and king of Atlantis, Aquaman. That's the that is the Aquaman that I like. Like you know, the Aquaman that that you know compares himself to Superman a lot. You know, the one that kind of like you know that like subtle, subtle like jealousy. Like I can match your strength. Like that type of Aquaman. And the Flash, I don't like that Flash. You know, I feel like Ed, I love Ezra Miller, and he is actually really fucking sexy. And like, if he is fucking bisexual or like mess with guys in any type of way, and if Ezra Miller, if you ever want to talk to me, like, please, like, hit me up. Like, for real, I'm not even playing. But like with Ezra Miller, I don't like him as the Flash. Like, it's like it's funny, I guess. Like, he is funny and. You know, it's kind of, I just don't like the goofiness of it. I feel like, you know, Barry Allen, um, honestly, I feel like he's better portrayed inside the the TV show, even though I don't like a hundred percent like that one either, but that's more so because of the physical more than the, um, than like the actual personality itself. I think that he did a good job with that. I don't know, but it physically for, with Aquaman and the flash, you know, they, they had, they weigh, but I will Aquaman more. It weighs more. Um, you know, it's, I mean, like it's heavier, you know, on my judgment, like that's what I care about. That's what I mean by it weighs more. And then the flash, you know, it's physical, but then it's also like just the personality his suit was fucking awesome. But like him and himself, it's like, I don't know. And then his origin and stuff like that, like him being like, you know, more on the younger side, I don't really like, um, I loved cyborg. I loved Ben Affleck and I loved, loved Henry Cavill Superman. That is Superman. There is no other Superman at this point. Like nobody can replace him. Um, and Wonder Woman. I saved her for last um, because I don't know 100% how to feel about her. Gal Gadot, amazing Wonder Woman without a doubt. And, you know, I like I just said to my brother, like, I like the accent. I do like the accent. I think that it gives it a little bit of uniqueness. But really what I want is, you know, 
like in terms of first of all I don't I think that my main problem with you know like I said I like her voice I think that my main problem is her physically hold up wait um I'm getting cut off hitting the 30 minute mark the the Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is first of all don't get me wrong like Gal Gadot is fucking stunning she is absolutely gorgeous she is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, but she is more like she's, you know, first of all, Wonder Woman to me it should be tall, but she's like skinnier. Like she's more on the lankier side when I imagine Wonder Woman more on the beefier side. Like I don't imagine Wonder Woman to be like, like super duper jacked or something like that, but Wonder Woman, I do imagine to have some muscle and like a little bit of girth. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I imagine my Wonder Woman. And then her voice, like you know, with um, with the with Injustice. Like if you ever listen to Injustice or a lot, and if not most of like animated um DC stuff with Wonder Woman in it. There's one particular woman who voices um Wonder Woman. Matter of fact, I can just look up her name real quick. She is the definitive voice for um for Wonder Woman to me. Hold on, let me see. Who plays Wonder Woman in Injustice? Susan Eisenberg. She is the Wonder Woman. Like, oh my god. She is the and the same thing goes for the definitive voice for Batman. Y'all already know who he is. Um, the definitive voice for Harley Quinn, Catwoman. Like, y'all, those are the voices are I, I really appreciate those voices so so much. And the Joker. I can't forget the Joker, Mark Hamill. Like, though there are definitive voices for those. And I just feel like I don't know, Gal Gadot, she just does not give me you know, Wonder Woman. I feel like she did does her own interpretation, but I feel like, like, and I know this is funny, but my brother said when he was talking to me because he agreed, he said that, like, you know, I want, I want to feel like Wonder Woman is stepping on me when she speaks. And even though it sounded weird at first, like, I get it. Like, <laughs> like Wonder Woman is, like, extremely dominant and just well-spoken and powerful and even she is regal like you know like wonder woman is supposed to be like you hold no sway here pretender you know like that's wonder woman to me at least and though gal gadot's portrayal of wonder woman is is good i feel like you know it's not definitively how i and a lot of people see wonder woman so with her even though i, I love her interpretation I would have to like recast her as well. And like I said before to my brother, I don't mind, um, you know, putting people's voices. If I had control over it, I would have, um, you know, a Susan Eisenberg and um, what is his name actually? Just give me a second. Cause I'm pretty sure it starts with a T or something like that. And like has Conway in it or something. How to, I'm sorry for the dead silence. Kevin Conroy. That's his name. 
<laughs> I said start with a T. Um, Kevin Conroy. I would have people like Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg, Mark Hamill, like all of those people. I would not in in Catwoman, Harley Quinn, the people who play them as well, um, and more. I would have you know I wouldn't be afraid to put their voices over the live action movies. Like I don't care. I think that would be fine. Like as long as she doesn't sound like too cheap. As long as you do it good enough, I think that. It would be all right. I would not mind doing it. I really wouldn't because it just embodies those. Those are like, oh my gosh, those voices are definitive. Those are the voices, you know? Injustice, actually, the game, especially Injustice 2, they really do a good job at capturing what those characters would really look like. I think that, you know, specifically with Catwoman, um, Adam Hughes may have some influence in how she looks because I'm pretty sure um, his interpretation, like how he draws Catwoman is like, you know, where they got her main look from. Actually, her Catwoman, the, the Catwoman that he drew is my home, my, my lock screen right now in my home screen. Um, yeah, I think that he is like the one who made like the definitive look for Catwoman. And I think that that's what they put inside um, the Injustice games. The voice for Superman and his look was also like very, very Superman-y. If like a hundred percent Superman, wouldn't question it. Wonder Woman, everybody was so perfect inside the Justice. Like that is how I imagine the characters to look. That is how I imagine the characters to sound. That's how I imagine the characters to act. But anyway, I'm saying all of this to originally say like I don't like Zack Snyder's interpretation of DC's characters. It's too dark. Like that's that's my main problem is it is too fucking dark give it some brightness give it some better moves in this because the dc universe is not grim all the time like how this like how this movie makes it seem like if you if you want to make some dark shit go to the to the batman movies that's another thing is if i was in charge of making a batman movie i think that i would definitely focus on changing the visuals up a lot because i think that one of the main things that made a lot of the batman movies in the past not super good at least you know the ones in more recent times like um you know the one who talks like this like i think that one of the things that really you know made me even though i'm not saying i hate them or anything like that but like one of the things that i kind of don't like about those movies and other batman movies is that the visuals like when i think of fucking gotham i think of you know all of the arkham games especially arkham knight like uh, even though it is dark and grim it's extremely bright and extremely colorful there's so much creativity in the world of that's why like i would never get rid of that game because even though i finished it it's just like i still won't get rid of you because this world i just want to be able to have access to getting on the game and exploring this world you know what i'm saying like the world in arkham in the arkham games arkham knight specifically is the one that's mainly come to mind is it's beautiful and that is one thing that i would definitely change in the batman games like i mean not in the batman game in the batman movies gotham would be much more like in 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 those movies the ones that already exist they just look like regular cities like it's just it doesn't look like gotham it just looks like a regular city regular road buildings no color 
know nothing. It's just like it, it's just not good. I really don't fucking like that. But where did I? Why did I even start talking about that? I don't even remember. I I thought I was originally talking about why I don't like. Oh yeah. Oh my God, I always lose track, y'all. I don't know. Diagnose me. I don't care. Tell me. No, no, don't, don't do that because <laughs> I may take you. Like I may think that it's real, and then you know, I don't know. But um, yeah. Wait, let me see here. Only thing left that I really got to talk about is the not on men situation, and I'm actually going to um like try to go over it a little bit briefly because maybe I could talk about it more in the next podcast because I'm very, very tired and I've already passed it passed an hour, but I kind of have been having healthy discussions with women, um, especially on TikTok, you know, with about this type of stuff. Um, first of all, I am a feminist and I believe that, you know, women deserve equal pay, equal rights, etc. All of that. Excuse me. I just feel like, and then I also, when I first was making these TikToks and stuff that I was making about, um, you know, how my disdain for the all men term or the all men phrase, um, I had, I didn't know about this, like this situation that was going on in London, I believe that like, you know, even had this not all men thing or in all men things trending. When I was referring to what, what I was referring to when I was talking about my disdain for all men is, you know, the the annoying ass trend of making like you know making jokes out of like saying like or not even always jokes but men are trash and oh like oh women can exist without men and the men that like that like i don't like that i just feel like it's so hypocritical you don't you don't hate back that's not the thing to do is it's just like you know black people who hate white people and are racist towards white people. It doesn't make any sense. Like, well, God, that young was like waiting to come out of me. But yeah, like you, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's, it's it's actually always really annoyed me. I just never thought that 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 type of stuff was funny. I never, I never could get behind that because it's not something that I believe. Like all men are not trash. You know what I'm saying? But I will say that, I'm not saying, like, let me differentiate what I'm saying. I think I did it well enough because I'm not, you know, I just was talking about how I was talking about before the, uh, I, I learned about the London situation, but I just want to differentiate, you know, properly as well. Like, I am not trying to be, like, not all men in, in you know, showing that hashtag and, like, letting that trend to, to basically, um, to try to, you know, disregard what women are really trying to say. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm not one of these people who are trying to avoid the conversation that needs to be said about men and the men in, in the men's community, you know, the misogyny, the, um, the aggressiveness, the, just the terrible things that men do to degrade and objectify women and, you know, treat them like, you know, like they're just objects like objectify and, and, you know, make them feel like they can, you know, do things that they should not be able to do and ha- should have no right to do to a fellow human being. Like, you know, that's what I feel like a lot of these boys are trying to to do. And I'm not one of those people. Discu- the discussions need to be had and they will be had. So I'm actually let me just write it down now. I'm going to write it down now in my topics. 
topics. Um, the not all men stuff and women's rights. Oh, not women's rights. What I mean, we could talk about that, but like, not women's rights, but like women's issues in London and in the men's communities problems. I don't know, yeah. I when I just write my notes and stuff like that, I kind of just write like extremely generalized versions. Uh, generalized. Let me shut the fuck up. I write extremely general versions of what I'm trying to say, and then I will we'll talk about them for the most part. But um, anyway, with that being said, I am extremely tired, and it is now six twelve. So with that being said, I'm going to go to sleep. Um. Just so y'all know, just let me say really quickly, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. I really do appreciate all of your support. And yeah, it just means the world to me. If you could share this, that is huge. Sharing is always such a huge deal. Um, Follow me on Instagram at Penny Street Official. That's exactly, you know, how it is, how, how it sounds. That's how it's spelled. Penny Street Official. Um, Gary Allen M is G A R Y A L L E N M as that's my personal uh Instagram at Gary Allen M and um uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you would like to, even though I haven't uploaded there and it's in a minute, maybe a couple weeks, and then um and uh yeah, go shop at, at, at the Penny Street shop. Um, the link is in the bio um on the instagram account but yeah thank you so much for listening and good morning good afternoon and good night